Hey everyone, welcome back to this podcast. Today we are actually uh, with a guest, a very special guest from Australia, uh, South Australia to be uh, more precise, uh, Stefan, um, who is representing Airspeeder, um, who's a company that is, well, maybe it's better if you introduce Airspeeder and yourself, Stefan, that's probably a better idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no problem. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you all. And um, Airspeeder is a uh, new airborne motorsport coming to market next year. Um, it is around five years old. Um, we are in the space of um, flying cars um, or large, at least large octocopters. Uh, the way that we position it is, is Formula One of the sky. So um, multiple speeders in the air, um, racing around digital tracks in um, lots of locations around the world, whether it's in sea or the desert or over treetops or the Arctic, um, fully electric. Uh, these vehicles go anywhere between 100 and 200 kilometers an hour. Uh, where we are today is that we've just conducted um, our first uh, official race, our, our, our drag race that we did last week, which was um, our uncrewed uh, remote um, uh, race that we did. Um, and all of that is um, is in learning ahead of uh, crewed racing in 2023. So this is onboard pilots uh, racing around a track uh, in close proximity to one another. So totally different to something like Rebel Air Race or um, or another uh, any other sports in the sky that's predominantly against the clock. Um, ours are, are, are blade to blade or uh, as motorsport calls it, wheel to wheel action in the sky. So yeah, hugely exciting. Um, we've we've come a long way in the last 12 months. And yeah, the next 12 months are going to be just as exciting. So yeah, Airspeeder is the uh, Formula One of the sky, or as a lot of people say, it's basically pod racing. Yeah, that's exciting. I know Lexi is like uh, just as excited as me about all this. <laughs> I'm totally not stalking them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, since I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's like a Formula One, but in the air, it's like all my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're not the you you're not the only stalker. We do have a, a little cabal of, of, of super fans now. Which is oh, that's great! great. So it makes it's, me feel better. Yeah, at the heart of us, we're still a sport, so we need we need super fans definitely. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Formula One. Um, I was watching when I was a kid with my dad, and then when I started traveling a bit around the world, I, I didn't have time to watch anymore. But uh, <laughs> recently, I've started watching again and. I forgot how good it was to um, to be in this kind of atmosphere. So now that there's something that is also combining this type of racing and flying, I just I'm so looking forward to it. So yeah, super happy to have you on the on the podcast. Thanks for coming. That's um, a great opportunity. And I yes. think a lot of our listeners are going to be super happy to to learn about all this if they don't already know a bit. Um, I think Lexi, you had some questions. Yes. Um, for Stefan, so I have a lot of we, questions. But, yeah, may as well just just get in. I have all right. the answers. Ooh, good, good. But uh, for our audience, guys, uh, you totally should check out Airspeeder on YouTube and Instagram. They are really active there, so be sure to check them out. Uh, Nelly is probably going to leave some links in the description of yeah. the podcast. So, yeah, whatever you think, like, oh, this is like flying cars. That's not FPV. Just just check it out. Just trust me. <laughs> like trust me really so steven uh please tell us what is the actual audience like plant audience for a speeder um well you have to take it back a, a step so um we have we have a number of different audiences i'll, I'll try and simplify it because it's sort of 
the way we break it down sort of um, articulates what we're trying to do a bit better and then talk about the audience. Um, so we're, we're three pillars. I'm creating three pillars here uh, within media um, but as a product. So the first is eSports. So before we have um, uh, pilots of flying cars, your own personal flying car of the future, the eVTOL world of what we're all promised um, uh, in Back to the Future, um, we need to train pilots. Um, but we need to train pilots around both competition and um, aviation training. Now, we've done aviation training for 100 years or so, um, but we don't have a competition based around it um, to, uh, today. Um, that is intense. So the only way we can do that is through a number of different methods. One is through an eSports series, which we're looking to bring to market very soon. Um, NVIDIA is a partner already. We already train uh, with Unreal Engine. Um, and that's taking all the physics and characteristics, um, put placing it inside the simulator, um, and then really stress testing it. So why not create a competition around it that's like esports? So we have an esports audience, and we have you know motorsports audience in that in that world. So um, I've done work with Gran Turismo in the past. I understand that there's a huge audience for that, um, and we get to learn as well. Um, you know what the capabilities of, of the, the speeders can do within that esport as well. So we're building that in the background. Um, the second part is what we call time on type, which is everything we're talking about or you guys talk about on a daily basis, which is the FPV world, remote world, uh, and drone world. Now, <clears throat> you have to take people from the simulator and then give them the opportunity to control the vehicles remotely. Um, so what we do is we've created something a bit more um, uh, intense and intuitive, which is you place the, the pilot inside a um, an actuated cockpit or a sixed off cockpit um, simulator and they were able to control the vehicles which are outside um, over a 5G network, uh, fully FPV. So they'll have a VR headset on, we've just got a VR headset provider as a, as a partner. We're <clears throat> working with Telstra who are our telecommunications and 5G partner and that will enable you to then control the vehicles remotely from a simulated cockpit on actuators. Which is super cool because now we get to learn um, how to control the vehicle remotely through FPV. But these are 4.1 meter length, you know, over 200 kilograms octocopters. They're, 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 they're cars. They're awesome car, sized, <laughs> car sized, <laughs> uh, car sized, car powered, uh, fully EV. And we want to stress test that before we put a human on board the vehicle. So um, back to audience, um, you know, we there is a. You know, there's a sim audience out there, there's a drone audience out there, there's science and tech audience out there, that we, and a motorsport audience out there. So we're getting more and more into the competition and we can create both a training, um, a training program for those pilots, but also create a competition, which we call EXA, which you'll probably see in all of mm -hmm. our channels, which is EXA, which is the remote training. Um, uh, as Noel, you know this from Formula One, but um, EXA uh, is Formula Two to Formula mm -hmm. One. Okay. It's that training bed. It's that. It's that. It's that precursor. So you can probably see that you know you could um, in the next five years graduate from say the esports idea that we have through into EXA and then through on into Airspeeder, which is the crude racing series that we're bringing into market in 2023. Which is another audience, which is just like you. It's just it's it's the it's the extreme motorsport. It's the uh, science and tech. It's um it, it's it's gaming and um. Uh, and, and it's sim as well as drone is all those things as well as aviation plans as well mm. um, and there's a huge audience there's going to be an appetite for that that's going to be quite quite oh, yeah. vast 
but yeah, so this three major properties that we're bringing, um, not just the uh, the chance of of crude racing in the future. <clears throat> and I think there's an, a, a huge audience for for each of those, and how mm-hmm. how big those become is, is yeah, that's the that's the real question, I think. Yeah. So my next question is: so who will be your pilots? How do you want to connect with the audience throughout the pilots? Like, because I saw that uh, there was this first race. And you didn't tag any of the pilots. And I was like, was it planned? Because maybe I want to stalk them too. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yes. Well, they're going to they're gonna come to the front very soon. So they're going to be um, uh, personalities. Now, um, very, much, very much like Formula One, um, we're going to start announcing teams in uh from january to to for the next six months mm. and teams are going to come into the sport and be able to um, bring their own pilot or choose from a pool of pilots allowder which is our our company which produces the vehicles um a little bit like how spark produces the vehicles for formula e uh, we're both allowed aeronautics and airspeeder and for allowder we need to have our own um, home team, our own our own pilots that are trained and you know that they're part of the, the uh, part of the company. Uh, Virgin Galactic have something different, have something similar. Um, you'll see them on their Instagram channels with the with the blue race suits, and they're preparing to go to space in the next twelve months. We we have the same, so we'll start to bring those personalities a little bit more to the fore. But an idea that we have is that within the next sort of six to twelve months, some of those teams which come from you know, there's there's a Formula One team interested in coming into our sport. There's, you know, there's there's there's, there's technology companies and, and and aviation and military companies all looking to sort of have a team, and they should be able to pick from the the pilots that we have and we've hired um, from that pool. So, yes, we we want to sort of promote allowed as pilots in house because they're training and helping develop in the simulator and uh, helping develop the, the remote capabilities and, and building safety systems and all the rest of it but ultimately the pilots will become part of teams ultimately so they'll have athlete endorsements they'll have um they'll have all the rest of it and they might even be a um uh, like an nfl draft at some point in mm-hmm. vegas you know where your, your team will select a pilot from a loudest pool um that's a, a, a huge ambition that we have you know make it make it real make it front and center i think where we are now lexi uh, is that you know we're, we're doing a pre-season testing with exa we're seeing what works what doesn't mm. listening to the comments coming back uh listen to the, the positives and the negatives adapting before we start to kind of push out the teams and the pilots um into the into the into the foreground for people to kind of but we're there we're almost there i mean we've come a long way from just even six months ago when we, we did our first dual just hover test in the desert yes um we're, we're now going into sort of racing and we've got a circuit race coming up soon so we want to start to get those characters coming through a little bit more because mm. we don't want to be a faceless entity <laughs> it's no chance <laughs> yeah um, it was we, really we, weird for me because i saw that this guy winning and i'm like who won <laughs> Who's that guy? who are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah we have to, we have very experienced test pilots um uh, training uh, uh, who are training the, the system and everything else and it's all to do what we're doing right now is all to do around, um, around safety mm. so um you know we want to um, get close we want the vehicles to get close to one another we want uh, close close battles on, on on corners we want um we want the system to um 
uh, improve over time. We want collision avoidance systems to improve that we're building. Um, all of that is going to is is what we call exa pre-season, mm. um, and it's a learning as well. You know, um, feedback at the moment has been fantastic, but you know, I, I kind of look for, you know, what can we do better. So the next one should really kind of show um, what we can do with with well, you know two to four speeders in in the air. That's two to four FPV pilots. Um, all trying to get in close proximity to one another um, where we want to minimize that that distance between instead of sort of 30 meters and get that down to sort of five meters from one another um uh yeah it's it, it'll start to start to heat start to heat up okay mm -hmm. so regarding i have a regarding the the uh, avoidance system can i can i can i yeah. yeah okay because cool. <laughs> nobody started to talk and i was like wait um so like uh do you plan to do it like 360 uh avoidance system because like uh, last weekend uh, i was on a race and it happens a lot that you just fly you are like nice lane going through the gate everything is fine and all of a sudden there is a guy that comes from uh, above you and it's in front of you and you're like oh my god <laughs> So yeah, you do had you no plan... idea he was above you, right? Exactly, because you cannot see it. So do you plan to do it like 360 that uh, the speeder knows the speeder knows that it's, there's something above it, below it, on the sides in every single possible angle? Or It's a good question. And, and actually, we don't know. I think where, okay. where we are right now is we're, we're, we're hiring quite a lot of people from... Um, from the sport and rules world um, of this. So, you know, ex-Formula One head of rights, mm. all the Formula One people who have written the, the sport and the the rules and uh, will dictate how the collision avoidance system will kick in. So can mm -hmm. you overtake over the top? Can you overtake over the bottom? How close can you get to another competitor? When does the collision avoidance systems kick in? I think we're at that juncture of, of, of debate within mm -hmm. the company. Um, I think where we we've just done a really very successful drag race. Now it's going to be a circuit race where we can start to go. Ah, yeah, you're right, Lexi. You know we can't um, overtake over the top because collision avoidance, or we can't because the the, the pilot can't see, or, or whatever it might be. I think I think that's what we're trying to to do now. Yeah, but the thing is, sometimes you don't know that you are above someone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's what it's collision true. avoidance is. I think collision avoidance is going to be different. I think with okay. with 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 Telstra and 5G and mm. uh, and they're building our race control system, um, the uh, the opportunity is quite um, there's there's a lot of opportunity to build new systems. So mm -hmm. um, we're not reliant on the systems of old with aviation. When this is completely from scratch, that's what makes it really yeah. uh, exciting mm. technology because collision avoidance is is all around um, notifying. The, the pilot so for us the pilot's going to wear a haptic suit so you're going to know if the pilot's going to be on your left side or your right side from a haptic That's suit cool. because it just taps you on the left or taps you on the right or maybe shudders on your left or shudders on your right um so it's going to be quite immersive for a yeah. pv pilot not just a headset That's yeah that's nice that's awesome and it sounds so challenging you know obviously this is racing but racing in 3d beside drones at the moment there's nothing like like it and um, i was thinking while you were speaking of all the things that we used to see in f1 so you know um, 
uh, obviously, yeah, you can. They they cannot really sometimes see each other's like, and it's only in two D. Um, yeah. And then you know when the, where's the limit of the track, for example, because the track is is obvious uh, in F one, but how is it going to be? I, I'm really looking forward to see how every challenge is going to be solved and what the result will look like because. I'm trying to picture, you know, the race, um, like uh, the final product, you know, uh, how how's the circuit is going to look like or uh, the what the boundaries group. and uh, hopefully how the audience is going to be able to watch this. I think um, even if I'm used to, to seeing heaps of races, not only F1, but also V8, like in Australia, you know, um, I'm thinking I can't really picture the how this is going to be but all i know is that it's going to be super exciting (laughs) um the first thing people um respond to that is the the game wipeout on playstation so Mm. early to mid 90s um it was anti-gravity games that sort of um and the the music as well by cold storage big fan um but the um it was a it was a game that essentially is anti-gravity vehicles going around a virtual track mm-hmm. and they're very futuristic um you know how far do we go down that road because i think um you're v- absolutely right there is a track that you see in formula one how do we start to project that track now if you take extreme e or even formula e um you'll notice that there's um, added graphics at the end mm-hmm. of production for us yep. we don't want to go down that road so okay. where we want to go down that road is is gaming engines so it's far easier to build worlds um, if you have all the gps data for a specific location um, and place that into a gaming engine um, uh, like unreal and then build build a track around it um, mm. but you still want the, the the vehicles to interact with that track whether it's you know going through a hoop that lights up um, whether it's going you know through um through through a, through a wall and that smashes open um it's digital signage and sponsorship becomes quite an important part of revenue. So um, it's all in the debate tank at the moment. Um, mm. And I think that's what it, I think, I think for us, it's really important that we get ideas from, from people. Like what do you want to see from, um, from a sport in the air? But, you know, instead of having neon, um, uh, uh, neon hoops and gates, um, if you could do it within a gaming engine, what does that look like you know how could you you could think about different worlds at which these do but does it detract from the location as well because mm-hmm. for us doing three international events next year going to the us middle east australia um we don't want to detract from the amazing locations like in the sea or otherwise but we still want to add some elements of, of, of futuristic uh, gates and tracks and things so you're right it's a debate in a company like how how far do you go down that road of futuristic futurism of of, of, of an air sport um, mm, in, yeah. in, in in the gaming world but um, not detract from a reality of an actual motorsport race so do you plan like a live event where the audience can meet just like in formula one or is it just going to be like in tv or in youtube or whatever I think in three to five years we'll have um, we'll have uh, a small audience. Um, again, I think it comes back down to how you're going to experience this. So mm. my job is um, is experience. So it's it's how do how do fans um, watch this? So mm. it could be that you watch it in a VR headset in in an Oculus. Um, you mm. could you could watch it on YouTube. Um, you could watch it on a TV show or TV channel. You can have 
uh, you know, similar to any other sort of sporting weekend and event. Um, but you want to have that experience of actually um, either A, participating. So we're looking at ways to, if you've got a digital track, then why not have a, you, you know, you could play as a digital player within an actual live race. So if you've got v collision avoidance systems, then you can do collision avoidance systems around a ghost car that you're controlling from your, from, mm -hmm. from another location. Um, so how do you get how do you get people involved and invested into the sport? And all these options are on the table. But ultimately, um, this will be a um, yeah this this will be uh, you know watchable from home. Um, but essentially, we want to get to a point where we, we get audiences there. Uh, but safety first. We have to make sure that the people controlling the vehicles can control them. Of course. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that would be pretty drastic, I think. <laughs> it's drastic enough with FPV, but uh, yeah, my next question is, when do you plan to start XS Series? And I actually sent you those questions before I saw the drag race, so... Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Actually, I mean, we, we did our first race. Um, we did our first... Um, we had our... We proved... We proved, the, we proved it, that we could do it. Um, you know, took two teams into in the company out into the middle of nowhere and um, pitched them against one another and set a challenge and got them to win something at the end of it. Um, when we say race um, officially in the company, we're looking at next year, um, probably springtime next year. Um, we want to do three international races. Um, we want to do them with a big host location um, for each of those races, uh, which there's investment there's tv there's broadcast there's all the rest of it that's what we consider to be races i think what you're seeing now and for, for the next sort of few months you'll see lots of pre-season work testing testing uh, understanding what the audience wants um understanding what we want to see um not making it too easy for the pilots as well that's always the, <laughs> the danger with um with working with engineers and, and pilots it's like it's, you want to test we well, need to test what these vehicles can do so um yeah, it's the first official race will be will be next year. But all of, we'll we'll start to release calendars once we start to announce teams. It starts to become a lot easier, I think. Okay, okay. so uh, that was an answer, but it was a non-answer. But yeah, next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. Yeah. Uh, following on pre-season because there's going to be. I think you know we have got our next circuit race coming up in a couple of weeks, um, which for me I think really exciting because you know. It's, Drag races are fun, um, but um, the vehicles are identical, and it's pilot. It's it's down to the pilot, but the circuit racing is a lot of um, complexity. Exactly. So yeah. I think, I think even if it's pre-season and we're just testing, um, I think it's I think it's still going to be cool, pretty cool. So, so just a question because I haven't seen the drag race. Was that um, um, FPV pilots doing it remotely? Um, like what I've heard before. Yes. Okay. Yes, so it is, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is for now. So I think where we get to, EXA stands for External Aviator, so rather yeah. than FPV. So th they will ultimately go inside a uh, ground-based cockpit mm. on actuators and have the whole haptic suit sensory experience of controlling the vehicles uh, through pure FPV 360 and everything. And I think okay. that will be super cool. Uh, and Telstra are helping us build that, so you can follow the journey on YouTube uh, for them to tackle yep. that particular problem. But right now, for for preseason, we're, we're, we're yeah doing FPV, but it'll it'll switch over for the for next year. Yeah, and okay. do the pilots use? Because uh, I saw a lot of comments on your Instagram, people asking, "Is this DJI module on the front of the speeder? How DJI do they module. see stuff? DJI, yeah." 
because we saw that there is there's something uh, gray up front of the airspeeder and we were wondering if it's uh, the dgi module so people uh, so the pilots can see what they are doing is this what you use for fpv or do you use something else something you build no, yourself it's Telstra building all our camera systems on board oh board so it's now. not so people who are asking on instagram it's not <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so yeah, Telstra have come in with uh, 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 the best thing that, that that's happened to us recently. I mean, every department probably say that there's one mm. part of that has really just sort of gone above and beyond. But what we do with Telstra is, that, you know, they're, they're they're putting in 5G infrastructure uh, for every race. They're creating our race control. They're also creating the the, the cameras on board the vehicle. So for me, <clears throat> the media guy, um, I want you know six to eight cameras on. Um, hollowed into the vehicles and then uh on um uh as well as safety safety cameras and fpv cameras for the actual pilots as well um so yeah the, these things are gonna they've got 22 sensors on as well so it's got lidar radar there's a lot of tech got on this vehicle uh, that you can and cannot see um yeah there's a lot on there but yeah no dgi okay okay that's 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 important okay just wanted to know <laughs> Uh, but oh, what is the safety the most problematic part, or uh, did you have any other parts that turned out to be problematic in the whole creation of the speeders? Um, I have different problems than probably our chief engineer. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> valid. But um, are you talking about the co the company as a whole, or, or specifically to media? Just specifically to media is also actually good. Like, what's the biggest issues that you are currently trying to tackle? Um, I would say um, the remote nature of where we where we race. So, you know, we want to become, um, uh, you know, we, we, you know we, we're EV, we're electric. So that requires that batteries need to be charged in, in places. Uh, but we, we race in remote locations. Um, we also need to get the vehicles there um, in a, uh, sustainable way um, but there's a lack of sustainable options in Australia so for me you know we've recently signed this you know it's COP26 at the moment we recently signed the UNFCCC um, sports uh, for action framework um, so we have to we have to reduce carbon emissions and we are an EV company but we're growing at a huge pace we're going to have teams globally we're going to have um you know we're going to take these speeders everywhere and it's how do we scale and be sustainable that's a challenge um mm -hmm. so yeah i mean the, the vehicles are just getting bigger and bigger so yeah. and the the, the, the transportation just doesn't seem to catch up in australia the fleet and that in that regard there's companies coming to the floor like arrival and, and volvo but and we need to sort of um, think about solutions. Would that. Tesla Semi be, be a solution? Do you have one you could lend us? No. <laughs> I don't know if they are anywhere except US right now. Yeah, I think so. I think, I yeah, think Volvo so. would only go, Volvo as well, only going into Australia, I think, next year. So, mm. um, yeah, these are, these are problems um, that we have. Um, how do we how do we stay true to, you know, what we've signed and how do we reduce carbon emissions, et cetera, mm. and get people to think, um, to think more about how they travel to these remote locations. That's that's a tough one, actually, because not everyone likes electric cars for some weird reason. Yeah, Maybe but I have a feeling planes. that... Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like it's going to be... <clears throat> when this becomes an actual popular you know, sport that people can follow, mm -hmm. it's going to be a great example of something powerful and you know, uh, cool that is electric. 
powered, like electricity powered. So maybe um, I hope that it's going to help some people change their mind, like people who are very old school and very like, oh, I need, you know, a big oily V8 to race. You know, <laughs> I feel like it might be something that, I don't know, gives a, a positive image of what uh, the future of electrical vehicle can be. So that's also a good thing, I think. It is. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, the reason, the, the why are we doing this um, uh, is actually very simple. So the industry of EV tolls, of uh, drone delivery systems, of air taxis is worth, I think, 1.2 trillion in the next 10 years. That's, There's a wow. heavy amount of investment going into um, new mobility solutions. Uh, and that's not EV. That's not including EVs on the road. This is just purely airborne. Um, and But all of that, whether it is air taxis <clears throat> or drone delivery systems, there's a um, there's a need to um, accelerate that technology. So, for instance, Hyundai or Uber, um, they're only going at their own pace. To and then ultimately, you'll end up with a, a taxi that you can order across town eventually in about ten years. They don't need. There's no demand for that right now. The only way we can get there is through competition. So, Airspeeder came about because we can accelerate that through competition, a bit like how Formula One accelerated yeah. the technology within consumer car uh, like the schneider trophy um, accelerated all yeah. of the uh, innovation that went into aviation in in warfare so we feel that by accelerating battery uh, like for instance we've got pit stops in our sport um now a lot of people say well you know how, how fast how how long can they fly well they can fly for 10 minutes and then they come down and then there's a rapid battery uh, release swap in the pit lane and then they go again by another battery and then they they go up and then so the races will be about 40 minutes long so um but we need to charge them while they're on the ground we need to have mm. each team will require them to be to, to to have rapid charging better than another team and so ultimately you'll have teams there that are much better than others a bit like mercedes and red bull and a bit like you know whoever yeah. so i think it's mm. each team will start to be move away from another but what happens is the technology is just getting better you know batteries will last longer than 10 minutes batteries yeah. will be charging on the ground faster other teams will be choosing to, mm -hmm. to to go out with a half charge battery all of these things are just going to be exciting for us to really get to that future mm. i don't think we're going to get to flying cars a personal flying car unless we do this first which is competition so that's you know let's not have a finished product come into market let's just create a competition where um growth can happen between teams mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's actually awesome it makes me even more excited but <laughs> okay my last question on my list is uh Earthpeter is really active on socials it really is guys really check it out uh but where else are you planning for marketing do you try to market stuff through tv or through your pilots or through the teams will this be like super big stuff like you have on formula one or will it be more like focused on Earthspeeder itself? Great question. Um, I want to do so much more, uh, but thank you for saying that we do a lot, but I, I, it's never enough. Um, yeah, we don't have, um, we, we, we've not started our marketing. We've not started to build our marketing department out yet. Um, so, you know, we want to start, we want to start sending um, uh, speeders all over the world um, and doing sort of cool stunts or um, at least just going to marketing events. So that's one thing where we can start to showcase ourselves as a brand and as a company, but like our Formula One will be at a trade show or 
whatever it might be, but it just helps get the word out there what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of the business. For us, for me and the media team creating content, um, yeah, it's very, I keep using Formula One as an example, but it's a good example, the fact that teams will start to come in into this sport and they need to have um, – they need to be able to produce a lot of content for themselves. So it's like, you know, you might follow McLaren or Red Bull or Mercedes and you kind of want to just follow that journey in their pilots. So they need to be given the right uh, impetus and, uh, and structure for which they need to create a lot of content. So they'll be, you'll be able to follow the journey of the pilots, the teams and the sport. And we just act as this kind of yeah, sport right hold, right, sports rights holder over the top of it, where we'll still create content. Um, and uh, for me, um, the, there's three properties at the moment. There's Exa, which you, you, you've already seen content out there. There's Airspeeder, which we consider the um, the crude racing series in 2023. So it's our journey towards that. Mm-hmm. And then our Louder. So our Louder is um, the manufacturer, which we position the Louder as um, uh, as a company similar to you know, your Boston Dynamics, your um, mm-hmm. your, your your Sparks. Um, um, all these companies that are doing amazing things were mm-hmm. allowed us building flying machines um, and that's what they do so we want to start to grow the, each of these properties out um, to yeah to, to, to generate audiences really and yeah it's, uh, it's going to be yeah it's going to be exciting yeah and with the pilots you will add this personal touch because uh, it's not that you have this this dude who won and you're like good for you but you are like I like this dude because I don't know he I, I relate to him, like I can relate to him, and Person, it's, it's a little different. Yeah, personality. Personality is so, really important. So it's something I learned uh, a lot when I was at, um, at both Gran Turismo and Goodwood and uh, uh, World Rugby as well. People just start to relate to exactly uh, to pilots and drivers, etc. So they have to be both fun uh, and, and and have a backstory. Uh, I always remember this one story in. Uh, I can't remember his name, unfortunately. I'll kick myself later. But um, in Gran Turismo, um, we we went and filmed uh, this kid who is now at the it was at the World Champions of Gran Turismo, and we filmed him uh, where he grew up in a sort of slum in India, and you know it was he had his first console there where he played his first computer game and stuff like that. And we 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 filmed his family and everything, and, and took him on that journey to where he is now, and got so much. Um, visibility and people got behind him and saw his backstory and understood who he was and what he's trying to do and yeah it was just a humanizing and um, putting a personality his cheeky personality on camera and it was great and people loved it so we want to do the same thing we want to start to humanize what we do and not be just another corporate company putting up flying machines that no one knows if they're going to come to market or not it's not what we want to do we want to make it really fun Okay, so since we're on it and you are with two girls here, are you planning any girl pilots? <laughs> Not just pilots. We're planning on having a split, um, a split garage as well. So we're making sure that, like the engineers. Um, There's this diversity right across the garage, mm. not just uh, pilots, but yeah, like say engineers, team principals, um, uh, and all the rest of it. So there will be, um, yeah, the diversity is huge huge part of what we do um the first pilot that we announce will be um a female pilot as well so um it will be that um yeah it's going to be a big part to play as well as stem so we want to start it's not that we want to i think we have we we just we we, companies should do um the 
as well as sustainability. So I think all those points are, are give us as big a pool to play with for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the challenge has become, um, uh, yeah, the, the challenge to, to, to find people becomes smaller when you're more diverse. So I think it's, yeah, yeah I think it's good. I think it's good for us to, to, to think that way. And, um, uh, Matt, our CEO is a big proponent of, of that. And he's, he's shown that before with his other company, um, fleet which sends satellites into space it's got a really healthy uh, diverse group that works at the company and we want to do the same yeah plus yeah, uh, that's, yeah. yeah go on Lexi. Uh, <laughs> i just think that it's it's kind of like with fpv you don't have any advantage that comes mm-hmm. from your gender at all so just starting it as a mix of everyone is actually showing that it is for everyone and it kind of gets all the audiences in because there's always something you can relate to, whether you are a man or a woman, old, young, and whatever you come from. So that's that's kind of like a, a big plus, I think, for XI and Airspeeder. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, if, if you can, if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see that um, we did a couple of stories on on Annie, who's um, our battery um, uh, technician um, mm. uh, engineer. And it just shows, um, we just wanted to tell a story about her and her struggle going into a very male-dominated engineering sector. Um, And yeah, we we kind of want to change things. We want to flip that on our head because we are are a futuristic company. We are building flying machines, so it should reflect where we're going. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it's totally doable these days. It it shows a lot that it bothers me um, when I'm reading comments uh, linked to F1 post. You always have people, you have the older generation who's still upset that great girls have been banned you know so you, these ones these ones you know you can't even like really yeah them. but you even in the new generation um even like last week the debate on social media was will there one be uh, will there will be sorry will there one day uh, be a female uh, f1 driver and People seem convinced that it's not possible in the near future and they say only if they deserve it you know but I think uh, these days, especially uh, with drone and uh, aircraft uh, pilots, uh, the diversity is already there, maybe a little bit more than in uh, motorsports. So may as well just, I think it's the right move to to, to just start uh, fresh and be like, yeah, we have yeah. female pilots and yeah, we have female uh, engineers and, and staff And it's members. normal. <laughs> and it's normal because they're there. I think they are they are out there and it's not that hard to to find it might be a bit difficult sometimes but um especially when we talk about merit uh, i've heard that a lot uh, because i did also mechanical engineering as a background and it was i heard that with my classmates saying that i shouldn't be hired because i'm female and i'm like i've never said that i just said i should not not be hired because i'm female that's what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) um just saying that I have a feeling, though, that uh, for uh, aircraft pilots and, and staff, it's going to be a fresh start that is really, uh, really needed. But I think that it's the best way to make it happen and start changing ideas. So this is also why, you know, all these things that Airspeeder and um, uh, this industry can bring to the market is not just about flying big machine. It's about ethical questions that are not changing in other sectors. So we talked about, you know, electrical and uh, uh, reusable energies uh, problem, for example, this kind of things and big advance, uh, like making big 
changes uh, in technology, but also just changing human perspective as well in sports. I think it's going to be a, a great thing that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the, the one of the things that you meant picked up, I pick up on there is that um, just people just need to see be shown the way really yeah. to show that mm-hmm. it's actually doable. And I think yeah, I think hopefully we can we can do that. Yes, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So guys, Com- again, go and follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm following definitely, and um, and uh, I'm hoping that because I'm in Australia, maybe one day I'll get to see one of the first things happening there. And Ooh, <laughs> I'm actually. a photographer. If you ever yes. need photographers, <laughs> I can come and take photos and <laughs> do yeah, this. Yeah, kind of well, we we do actually. <laughs> We're always in need of a, of a photographer. Um, yeah, I, but yeah, I, yeah, always, always, no problem. I actually have a question. Do you plan on collaborating? Since we're talking a lot about Formula One and stuff, do you plan something like collaborating? I remember a couple of years ago, there was a Red Bull DR1 and they were chasing, I don't think it was a Formula One car. I think it was something else, uh, but it was kind of similar thing. Do you plan to do something pretty similar? So like you get a, I don't know, Red Bull team from Formula One and Airspeeder from whatever, Uh, team and you are like okay who's gonna win yes absolutely i want to do all of those (laughs) okay Uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, you're on the playground there (laughs) i know i know it is pretty pretty cool it did the the problem is like there's there's so many cool things out there that you kind of want to emulate (laughs) and do but you also want to be original so so um, do you do like a bucket list like things i want to do with airspeeders (laughs) It's actually that actually, to do a bucket list of things I want to do is on my list of things. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yes is the answer. Cool stuff. Yes, absolutely. Stunts and 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 all the rest of it. I know that. Um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of companies that have done things in the past, like uh, you know stunt videos and whatnot. Like um, I think DCL did one. Rebel oh. have done quite a few. In, uh, the, yes. the recent one in the tunnel was awesome. Um, and then there's crossovers as well. You're right. I think, yeah, I think when we get our own house in order with with how the sport will look and the capabilities of, the, of our speeders, uh, then we can start to be a bit more adventurous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Well, Any that would be questions? good to do. Um, I was thinking longer term, like we we should totally do with you, Stefan, and even more people uh, next year a catch up episode to yes. see everything that has happened in between and, and see how advanced it is and i would be curious like in one year time to see where you guys are at because um the pandemic actually that's one of my questions did the pandemic affect your progress at all uh in terms of uh, reaching goals at a certain speed or were you quite okay during this time um good question um Australia obviously cut themselves off from the rest of the world, so I wasn't even. No one was allowed here. I'm, I'm based in the UK, so yeah. um, it was difficult for anybody over here to to get in, if if at all. Um, mm-hmm. But the people that were there at the ground in Adelaide um, were relatively un, unscathed from from the pandemic. I mean, there was lockdowns and things, but um, they got they basically got on with their job. We couldn't fly as much um, yeah. because you need um, you need a, 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 a few people um, for, to sort of spot spot everything. But um, it was a slower pace. But what we did last year was release our Mark III vehicle. So it was a mm-hmm. brand new vehicle. It's ones that you see in the videos. You know, we're, we're already building the Mark IV, um, which will you know have the the person on board. Um, so yeah, we've we've steadily. 
started to test last year the Mark III um, uh, every month. So Mm -hmm. it it did and it didn't from a marketing media and uh, it did. So we couldn't shout about it as much because Mm -hmm. you can't really during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but we managed to sort of get our heads down in the factory and, and build a, a flying machine that works and tested it. And, and yeah, you can follow that journey on our, I'm going to keep saying YouTube, but you can go on there and <laughs> have a look at our Allowder series. And you can see all the trials and tribulations of how COVID affected us, how the build affected us. And But yeah, you're yeah. right. I think the next 12 months now, everything's come out and um, everyone's come out of it. And I think we, we, we're now flying, t- you know, two together and doing sport, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, because yeah, the last six months already have been a huge step forward. So if you guys have such speed, so maybe you will use the momentum. And in a year, we're going to talk about, I don't know, like you stepped up the game really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, there's I nothing mean, I else. That, no, I think, uh, the, the, you know, not with my uh, commercial hat on, but, you know, when, when we announced a partner like, Telstra or NVIDIA or, or, or whomever, um, they're not sponsors, they're, they're, they're technical partners, big technical company partners that are fixing or or not fixing, but uh, advancing that technology to make them even better. Mm. So for us, it's super exciting because we can kind of go, wow, for for, for NVIDIA, they're going to bring all their sort of um, the Jetson program with them that they, they run on autonomous vehicles into the system there. Mm. You know, the entire team get um, RTX graphics cards and things like that all across the board so we can be faster with creating content. It just becomes much better. So, yeah, every every technical partnership that we have is just going to help us minimize that sort of six-month, um, uh, you know, build process down to like a month. And we're, we're just doing rapid prototyping, rapid engineering, rapid testing and change, and then uh, changing and iterating and then back out again. So you want to get that, want to get that down really, mm. uh, uh, yeah, really close and then, and then do more. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. I love yes. it. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add and talk about um, in this first episode about Speeder? Anything we've, might have forgot to ask you or anything like this i don't know you said first episode of how, how many are we doing are we doing a whole series happy to well, do it. the next one is going to be in a year or maybe in six months if you do too six many months. things and we're like we don't want to have a two-hour episode so we're just going to do it after six months yeah, that would be good yes if you'll yes. have time for such a small podcast as us yeah we're yeah. not that small. I actually read I that we're doing okay compared to average podcasts. So I'm like, yes. yay! <laughs> Congrats. Um, yeah, it's probably there's one thing. I mean, obviously, kind of want people to go away and think about, you know, both where we're going as a, uh, you know, as a future with flying machines in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Also, how how you feel the sport could look. We can't always want your feedback on, on what you think we can mm-hmm. we should be looking at. Not where it is today. That's helpful, but I think where where we're going is more important. Um, mm-hmm. the other one thing is actually how we're filming so one of my challenges is um, we need to have collision avoidance systems on, on on drones that are filming our speeders so they become very advanced very quickly on how we want to get in close so a bit like how you've got uh, drift FPV and filming um, everyone from uh, Johnny all the way down to, to yourself Lexi it's just how do we film close proximity um, uh, motorsport in the sky and what are the what is the system um, that is used on that on, on that drone to film it so they need to be, have the same safety system as our speeders so they have to adapt so there's nothing on the market 
So nothing like DJI, there's nothing on the no, market that's that can do that. And we want that quality that you will get from a RED camera, a Komodo on there. So, um, you know, we talk about, we talk about things in our media department, everything from cine lifters to, to all the rest of it. But how do you then put collision avoidance systems on and, and mm-hmm. all the rest of it? So these are, these are, these are today problems for me um, mm. and how we're going to film this sport in the air. But yeah, it's, I'm keen to sort of hear from your audience what they think and how that, how, how it should be filmed. You so know, how do are, you, f- are you planning to like hire some FPV pilots to just do the camera work on every single one of the events just to go after uh, the speeders? really open for it yeah i think i think i think we'll we'll get to that stage i think guys job opportunities (laughs) (laughs) um we will i think once we get to um you know we're going to build out what this circuit race looks like in the next three weeks and Mm -hmm. then um we're going to start to sort of in that three weeks just try and understand how we're going to film it so where is the best position to film a corner for example or mm-hmm. you know when there's an overtake where's the best position and we want to i want to get in close so very similar to how you film drifting between two vehicles mm-hmm. to two rally cars that you've seen it with the smoke coming out and you've got yeah. a, a small drone above it i want to get that close so okay. um, but wow. how do you do it do you do it underneath is you're over the top do you on the sides where are the where the filming lanes mm-hmm. um how do we remain safe outside of field division for the for the for the pilots yeah monumental this <laughs> challenge but that's that's getting it even more exciting right now yeah because yeah. one you know that there's this big speeder somewhere that you are racing and two there is a drone somewhere there yeah to capture the moment that's true i was somehow picturing in the long term this being recorded from a distance somehow um with cameras like uh, still old school like f1 you know like cable camera and maybe helicopter <laughs> and i'm thinking now that drones make sense because now with the technology you see more and more cine lifter who can uh, which can um carry a decent camera like a mm. very professional camera so yeah. i'm just thinking it's going to be crazy it's going to be crazy like now i'm picturing more what it would look like um and it's more also, crazy than what i had in mind <laughs> it gets even more crazy so you think about how that how that content so how that content is recorded so you record you, the, the drone that you're filming from um has to be uh, gps coordinated so you it has to know what it's filming and the position of that speeder that is in and then that that content gets transmitted to a ground station and then a ground station has to put it into a gaming engine and then an overlay of the track needs to go on that and then it has to go back into the distribution channel and then it has to be distributed out to broadcast and they mm-hmm. need to broadcast it so monumental is is probably an understatement uh, but a really good challenge and i think i think we've got all like I say matt our ceo always says this all the ingredients are there to do this just need to put it together. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that sounds super exciting. That would yes. be like next level. Yeah, yeah, that would be something that doesn't exist. Like not only just exactly. the technology, but the whole finished product is just mm. something even I like I cannot picture it yet. Um, and I have I think I have good imagination, <laughs> but I'm like, I can't tell. I can't tell. It's going to be but breathtaking. But that's okay. I think what well, my question actually was the last thing I'll say is that I kind of need your, you know, your audience to sort of have a think and what ideas that they have and what ideas you have. Like we, mm-hmm. we kind of at that process of market research on what this sport should be. So um, it helps us then um, strategize on how we're going to do it. So yeah, okay. keen for keen for everyone to just yeah tell Wait. us. 
Awesome. What's the best way for them, for anyone who would listen to this podcast, to then reach out and communicate with you or Airspeeder? What's the best uh, medium to do that? Um, we're, we try to get back to everybody. So anywhere on, on YouTube or, or, or Instagram or Twitter um, is good for us. We'll, we'll, we'll absolutely get back. Um, we, yeah, uh, uh, whether it's an idea, a question, anything. Okay. 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 You guys can Noted. probably also message us on the Nigerian Co or something like this, yeah. and we can just uh, follow it through if you feel like it's a better idea. So feel <laughs> yes, free to do for it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks. Thanks for um, explaining all of this. Um, I've known Airspeeder since this year, um, and I've uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of on Instagram the early stages in the website and. Mm. I haven't followed through recently, but I have to. <laughs> um, and you it's been know. amazing. I know, I know. It's the most interesting <laughs> moment that, <laughs> and I'm missing out. Um, but it's been super uh, impressive to follow the journey. And uh, so thanks for sharing that with our audience. I don't know how many people have heard about it before. The first time I've heard about a, a racing pod was um, by DCL in Germany. I think DCL mm -hmm. was do uh, a racing pod and they flew it FPV and then I never heard about this uh, ever again so I thought oh yeah it was a cool experiment and I think that's it, it crashed but <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, I haven't heard about it but then when I saw Espeter I'm like yes someone someone is is ready to um, carry on with the ID so it's going to be a good thing for the future for sure. yes indeed yeah i mean we're a we're we're a racing series and, uh, and a manufacturer so yeah we've, we've got skin in the game for for long term because like i say this industry's just going to take off in the next 10 years so yes. yeah we're looking at we're looking at um yeah a lot of work over the next 10 years um to to, to get to for everyone to have their own personal flying car which is what i want because i hate traffic so <laughs> I, i've got i've got i've got extra i've got extra impetus to make sure this works Okay, <laughs> of course, of course, we get it. <laughs> but, Imagine um, air rage instead of road rage. Oh yeah, yeah air rage. <laughs> How are you flying? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lexi, do you want to um, ask one last question or are you happy? Do you want to I think I'm happy. I'm excited. I just want to ask you guys to go follow Airspeeder, Exa Series, and of course, Onigiri and Co podcast, as well as Onigiri FPV and Mayan High, because you have to obviously <laughs> you have to <laughs> and follow what airspeeder is doing because uh it's exciting it's really exciting and it's really a lot of fun to just watch it grow it's like something you have never seen before yeah. you can be part of history kind of maybe you can yeah. tell your grandson that i remember when airspeeder started <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it is I agree. <laughs> this is good. something yeah. we don't have that much at the moment with sports. Yes. You don't see new sports, you know, uh, emerging. So that's totally an opportunity to do so. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, if, it, separately, like, um, even if you were just to follow the the allowed journey, which is just how we build machines and how we how we test them in the factory, and that's a good story just to understand how what, how what we do um, yeah. away from the sport. So if you're not interested in sport. Um, have a look at all the time uh, yes. science and tech and you'll, you, you'll get lots of information out of the back of that so it's good mm. okay yeah. so thanks well, thank very you. much thanks guys for listening to us we hope to hear yep. you again in two weeks and yeah. yes stay awesome see you soon yeah <laughs> thank bye you. bye